0: hello hello there i hope you are well um it is um, monday january 25th and i wanted to pop on and talk about the full moon on thursday i had every intention to do this yesterday but the recording pooped out on me and i said forget it We'll do this another day. And here we are. Uh, So I hope your week is going well. I hope the last couple of weeks have uh, started to shake out nicely for you. I know I was in a lot of frenetic kind of anxiety energy that usually I don't deal with. So it's definitely intense out there. Um, But that's fine. It's just a transit. We We figure it out. So, um, I cast the chart for New York City, um, right at the full moon around 2.15 p.m. Uh, it's at 9 degrees, 6 minutes. So the, uh, I I cast it for New York because I generally do anyway. I lived in New York for a long time. That's kind of, I love that place. So that's, that's what I do. Um. But uh, also I think it's important to be in that time zone because that's our nation, the United States, uh, and what the United States tends to do, or do well, or mess up. <laughs> um, good, better, and different has a big effect on the rest of the world, or so we're told. <laughs> so I, if that is true, which I think it probably is, I really want us to not screw this up, okay? all right so the moon is in the second house of talent and abundance and uh what we're good at and how we offer our talents in, re- in you know in return for money so um i kind of like uh, the second house is usually uh connected to taurus which is money. And Leo loves gold and money. So, uh, this moon in the second house in Leo has a very royal regal feeling to it. Even if it is only at nine degrees, it's like a, it's a prince or princess kind of feeling. Uh, so maybe, uh, maybe this is like a, the moon yeah it's it's a prince or princess they're not they're not particularly right or maybe they're in their coming of age kind of part of their life right so that's lovely um i do think it's interesting that the third through six houses are empty of planets or luminaries you we have some uh there's uh, you know, Juno and, and uh, Vesta and a few asteroids. But in the, I guess the, the main players are, uh, if they're beyond the moon, everyone's up and out, you know, in the higher hemispheres. So that's interesting. That is That means that, to me, the focus below the surface is only on the moon. So to me, that is a very clear indication that in order to get through all of this chaos that this full moon is bringing, um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't want to freak anyone out, (laughs) but the moon in Leo in this second is really asking you to look inward and consider your own what's good for you, what you really stand for, and if you were a king or queen of a nation, what kind of policies do you stand for and why? Why specifically those policies? So you become your own sovereign on this full moon. Because <laughs> as we get to the seventh house of uh, relationship and, and the the people, the institutions, the establishments, the families, the work, government, uh, whatever relationship you have to those entities are uh, are getting a little uh, wake-up call because right on that edge of the cusp where 7th house becomes 8th house, we have a very juicy... Um, conjunction with venus and pluto so venus and pluto and capricorn uh, she's getting the dish there they're they're 25 degrees so these are older energies these are adults here uh adults in power okay so the the adults in power are getting the dish and they are in sextile or what i would call kind of helping hands with uh neptune over by the the charts midheaven in pisces so there's there's something going on under the surface with the the things or people or instances or uh, one-on-one relationships that you don't know about it's 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 uh there's there's definitely an undercurrent that you may feel it before you see it this happens in my life a lot i have (laughs) mars and pluto and the moon all in a opposition there in my own personal chart so so undercurrent is something that i'm very attuned to and in this chart we have we have a conjunction that and this kind of helping hand sextile between the midheaven of who we are in the world with neptune right smack on it so this is something where when you've got neptune uh on your midheaven or a pisces midheaven in this case it's a double whammy usually you'll see this in uh, actors actresses uh, musicians uh, people who make a living or are known in the world uh, for their ability to uh, put on a persona or, or step into a different entirely different identity than what their own is this is deeply creative okay um not in a bad way necessarily but could be in a bad way we, i mean it's it's pluto it's whatever you consider um uh, how how you're able to receive pluto or scorpio energy if you're scorpio you have scorpio moon scorpio venus you're gonna love this stuff um it'll be highly entertaining okay um, but if you're uncomfortable with uh taboo death, taxes transformation debt inheritances um intimacy things that uh aren't necessarily smell nice and don't necessarily look right you know <laughs> um it's the dirty dark secret side of things and they it's something we don't get away from no one does so anywho so i say that because there's something uh kind of festery going on and it's not necessarily a bad thing i say fester because of the the underworld there Um, so I do think that there are some deep, dark secrets that have been around for a while that we're not seeing it as a collective yet. You know, and there's something in your own personal life that is kind of bubbling under the surface that you might smell and, you know, and so to speak, you may, uh, feel an undercurrent of something, someone's not telling the whole truth or someone is, uh, you know making business deals and they're not ready to talk about it yet so there's a, a secrecy here that is evident at this full moon so just be mindful of that okay um and then as we move into the eighth house which now we're in essentially in you know the world of pluto Um, We have Jupiter and the Sun and Saturn all in the world of Pluto. We have illumination and Jupiter and Saturn (laughs) and expand. Okay, so illumination, expansion and judgment essentially in the house of death and transformation and taboo and intimacy and taxes and debt and inheritance and money changing hands. Um, or in sex and in any taboo. Taboo is the word of you know of the day here. So I see this as we're getting the the laundry's getting aired on this full moon. Okay, good, better, and different. It's it's up to you. Moon in Leo. It is up to you, only you, to decide what. Is right for you and what is good in your own place in your own home on earth what what do you decide is the policy you stand for because um, as you go over the chart we skip across uh, oh sorry we've got ne- um mercury and Aquarius 2 at 26 now 26 has a semi-sexile to Pluto and Venus that's kind of a blind spot Mercury so we're getting this news and Mercury is kind of like oh, wait he, he's feeling that like getting caught with your pants down thing he did not see this coming he's at the station where he's gonna go retrograde so this is where Mercury stops gets the news and flips turns and walks the up opposite direction back to get the information he missed okay So, uh, and he goes retrograde until February 21st, right? So we're gonna be, whatever illuminates, whatever comes out on the full moon, we're going to be working with it and uncovering and figuring out what to do with it until the end of February. So, like I said, we're not out of the woods yet. Um, We've got, we'll probably feel better by March. So. It's not that you won't have good days. Don't don't let me don't let me get there with you on that. It's things are lovely and and you can make it what you want to, Moon and Leo, right? But the chaos and the lies or whatever, whatever is looming that people are trying to hide in your world that will shake out around March or April. Okay. so don't worry it don't don't fear it it's it's here to to be illuminated so we can heal it eighth house is a lot of healing energy so it's a good thing if you are uh well versed in how healing works it's usually a uh breakdown before the breakthrough and right and then you become stronger and you're glad that it happened in the end once it's all you know, wounds are healed. So right now we're we're in the, the place where we get our, uh, you know, you, you get the news, you know, like, uh, you know, if you're going to the doctor, this is wrong, this is wrong. Something's not right. And then, then you get a diagnosis and then you have a plan, right? So we're getting our diagnosis in this sense. So, and Mercury is going to say, oh, okay, that's what it is. All right, let me go. Let me go make the plan, cool. Alright, so then as we go across the houses, we hit, you know, Neptune and um, on the MC, which we've talked about already. Um, It is on Ceres, I will say that. I don't usually uh, work with the asteroids for this purpose, just to keep it brief, but I do find it interesting that Ceres is on Neptune. So I do think that this is about healing, it's not about... Corruption or festering wounds, as much as it is uh, lancing the boil, and you know it's 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 something to. It it might hurt at first, but it's for the greater good, right? Okay, so then uh, we get over to the eleventh house of groups and hopes and dreams, and uh, very human, and it's Aquarius, it's uh, Aquarian ideals. Uh, in the sign of Taurus, Mars and Uranus are conjunct loosely. Mars is at 10 and uh, Uranus is at 6. So I use lo- like bigger orbs. So I give it, for something like this, I would give it at least 5 degrees um, because this is such a big uh, event. Now, when Mars and uh, Uranus is in Taurus, I don't see this as a war. Type aspect. I see this as more of a resistance or a protest, um, and you know, it, this is a thing where we're asked as a collective eleventh house to assert Mars with Uranus in a swift way, in a informational networking. It's Uh, Uranus is kind of a, a lightning bolt. So it's that now that you have this information, what are you going to do about it? And the way Mars does stuff in Taurus is very slowly, um, carefully, thoughtfully, which is a good thing, right? Um, so it's, it's got this anxiety electric feeling because the news travels fast that's what uranus does but what we're actually doing is looking at things from a practical point of view now that's kind of the gist what the planets are doing um i do also really like as a side note Pallas Athena is another asteroid that I like. She's trining the North Node in Gemini. And North Node in Gemini asks us to know what's the news, not what the narrative, what's the news, what's the information, the data. Because I, Moon and Leo, will make my own assessment of what it means. So Pallas is saying, you know, she's the strategist, she's worshipped for the goddess of war, like she knows how to handle this stuff. And she's saying, look to the data, not the narrative. So look for your own information and make your own assessment. I would not rely on the news at all. (laughs) Um, Just because Mercury in the ninth house, ninth house is broadcast, um, and Mercury's stopping in his tracks Go back and redo some stuff. Okay, so that tells me that things are not as they seem. So just be mindful of that. Now, as you're working with this in your own personal life, um, the remedy I kind of want to offer is when you're working with fixed signs, and we're also looking at fixed houses. Uh, fixed energy so you've got the moon and leo that's fixed fire in the house in the second house that's fixed earth uh you have the sun and jupiter and a lot of a st- lot of those guys in aquarius that's fixed air in the house of fixed water the <laughs> the swamp okay <laughs> not to be so <laughs> it's like and of, you know i would say swamp for, i've been saying that for years about the eighth house but now it's kind of like kitschy. I don't know. I don't even know if that's the right word, but whatever. So, so where we it's a lake. It's a lake. It's a swamp. It's fixed water, and so um, then you've got fixed earth. Sign the movement and the formations coming from a fixed earth that's not moving anywhere in the fixed air. So we're looking at fixed water, fixed fire, fixed air, fixed earth. The way you and then we're also looking at a card uh, at a T square, which is a cardinal energy. Now, the other only other cardinal thing going on is the uh Venus, Pluto, and holding hands with the Midheaven in Pisces. So, the information that is causing change, cardinal energy, cardinal starts a new cycle. Um, that's the information that's Bubbling beneath the surface. That's what's starting it. Okay. Now in order to Work with fixed signs or fixed energy fixed fixed energy is um, is really pure and that's what I like about it like uh, Fixed fire. It's not It's not trying to be anything else fixed air is not trying to be anything else. It's not it's it's very decided in its energy so um, in order to change the mind or or uh, routine of a fixed energy is to allow space for that expression to be validated and recognized as it is and then submit a request from another sovereign point of view Um, this is a not time for a just collecting things that other people have said to prove your point. This is something where you, you really need to have a reverence for the people that you care about and that you're working with, that you're trying to uh, move things forward with. Having, nurturing and accepting their sovereignty, Moon and Leo, is going to be the way to do this. So you you have a personal reverence for your own point of view and a reverence for another sovereign point of view and when you're able to have the humility which that's um, that's something that we have to work with because there's not a the humility here might be in the pisces stuff as well but there's not a lot of uh humility when you're in the throes of an argument so just be mindful of what what might help us here is the fixed hard to move stuff because we will have the time that's uh taurus loves to take their time as well so mars is saying let's take our time um let's uh admire even some other points of view support that point of view as a sovereign valid point and then ask okay i'm understanding you Let let me tell you what i'm hearing from you and you tell me if i've got it wrong and having these non-violent conversations that are more diplomatic in nature um, I think you're gonna get further along. Um, so uh, so as much as we queens um, <laughs> and kings may not want to admit that other perspectives are sovereign and valid and and gasp equally <laughs> of value to the whole, which is an aquarius thing. Um, that's what we're asked to do right now is to value all, points of view as as extremely valid and, and valuable to the way we work as a society so in your own life take your time uh, take good care of you with that series on the midheaven uh, take let's see I, I like that Pisces there too let's do baths, let's do tea let's do uh, foot soaks let's do uh you know naps <laughs> if you need to uh, and uh and and if you're feeling good feeling froggy then by all means say hey this is who i am this is what i think and if you get pushback, back um that's a good sign and if you get upset just take your time When in doubt, take your time. Come back and respond. Do not react. This is not a time to be reactive. All right. So I love you. Thank you for listening. I I wish you all the best and the brightest and all the most glittery things for the Leo full moon. And I will be back for the new moon in February. All right. Take care. Love you. Bye.